and this is Creative Reboot. So this is episode 2.5. Um, it's a bit of an emergency episode, uh, which we hadn't planned and we decided might be a good idea this week uh, because of the fucking coronavirus um, that, you know, it's it's the emergency COVID-19 edition, but I'm referring to it wholeheartedly as the fucking coronavirus. That's the official name now, is it? <laughs> That is its official name now, yes. Um, so uh, we thought that we, we've both been exhi- um, exhibiting, experiencing. Definitely not, uh, not exhibiting issues. any signs. If you hear coughing, it's Not exhibiting signs. <laughs> if you hear coughing, it's probably because I've drunk too much Pepsi too quickly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so we, we thought we would get together um, on this Friday evening um, after a, a week of... Do you know what? I don't want to use the word unprecedented because I hear it out of oh, every politician's yeah. mouth like 30 times per Makes announcement. Makes me think of Donald Trump. Yeah, but it is an unprecedented... I've never seen anything like this. I never expected to live through anything like this. Mm. And um, I think that both of us have gone through some quite interesting emotions and um, and sort of uh, stages of grief and acceptance and blah. Yeah. So we thought it'd be really good to come and share that with you guys and hopefully make you sure you feel like you're not alone. Absolutely. Is that about sum it up? Absolutely. I think that's perfect. That's, a, that's the best sum up you could do. Yeah. For, for frankly, what is... Well, you know, what, what's the first thing I've written? What, what the actual fuck is going on is the, is the phrase that I've written because that's, that's, all, that's the only thought that keeps going through my head at the moment. What the fuck is going on? Um, it has just been the weirdest couple of weeks. Really, really strange. And trying to get your head around it or trying to get my head around it, it has been very difficult indeed. Yes. I think like what well, I mean I don't usually watch the news um or read the news um I rely on well my mum texts me all the important parts because you know she's useful <laughs> like that but also um my uh kind of digital connected world I tend to get the headlines that way and I can then go and look things up if I need to and I don't have a tv so I'm very unused to watching the news it's been about five years since I've done it regularly and every day now I wake up feeling like I'm in some kind of weird dystopian novel a lot of people are comparing yeah. it to 28 days later but I'm not a film person I'm a book person oh I've never watched that actually isn't that something to do with oh. zombies yeah so it's where where people get um if i remember rightly there's some kind of quarantine issue and ah, then they come out and everything's deserted okay. so a lot of the f- the scenes that i'm seeing at the moment seem to res- but i've not seen the film so that's probably a bad reference uh but for me there were some young adult books um some dystopian fantasy books that i read uh when i was working in the library and this feels a little bit too much like that but i think some of that is to do with the reporting some of that is to do with um, the reality of the economy crashing mm. um and some of it is obviously fear so um hopefully we can help you feel slightly less like you're in a book or at least more like you're in a better book. Yes, absolutely. Or, you know, just accepting what's happening and figuring out... I think the phrase I heard this week is a new kind of normal, basically, because it could well just be things are going to be different from here on out and we have to figure out how that's going to be for all of us, really. Might be the only time I'm ever craving normality. Yes. I've never wanted to be normal before. (laughs) And here you go. (laughs) Here I am. Going, oh God, please give me the normal back. Um, Yeah, absolutely. hmm. So, um, I mean, obviously, um, we, you and I both live in two different countries. um, So perhaps our experiences are a little bit different and even different from if we've got listeners from other countries around the world. What's, I've, I've, Obviously, I've been hearing a lot of stuff that's been going on in the UK through things like social media and um, my connections back home. You know, friends, I've been seeing their feeds and things like that. But you tell me from your perspective what it is you've been seeing in the UK compared to what I'm experiencing here at the moment. Yeah. Um, So most of what I've seen here actually has been... um 
I think there's been some really irresponsible media reporting. Um, and I think a lot of what we have seen, uh, a lot of people's reactions are fueled by that. Mm. Um, I think in the beginning there was a, oh, you know, it'll blow over, it'll be fine, we'll all be fine. So I'd say maybe three weeks ago, people were quite um, quite stoic and quite um, prepared and it all felt like it was going to be, you know, a bit stressful, but okay. And then, I mean, again, so for clarity, this is entirely from my own experience and those of people around me, so may not, will not be, um, you know, uh, an accurate representation mm. of everyone but um and then i would say the week before last was when everything started to get very sticky very quickly yeah. and one of the impacts that i think none of us had particularly foreseen was that for most small businesses we have all lost almost all of our custom if not all of our custom mm. um and that suddenly became it suddenly became a much bigger disaster because while yes we we're all frightened of our loved ones getting sick or ourselves getting sick and you know being sick and the the potential risk of dying um is always a scary thing yeah. the most immediate worry i think from the vast majority of people i'm talking to is that they through no fault of their own suddenly their business might go under mm-hmm. in a matter of mm-hmm. days or weeks and that's a very very scary thing um and of course the other thing we've seen which is not business related specifically but um is definitely uh throughout the uk is panic shopping yeah and well i think you said you'd had some of that so again i mean i i so my my confession for my uh i haven't stockpiled but i accidentally bought 200 kilograms of cat litter love that accidentally um, <laughs> it was totally accidental and i was so bemused when the guy uh, was on this is this is about three or four weeks ago and um it was just my normal what i thought was my normal order of cat litter and i'd obviously pressed it twice um so instead of uh, or more than twice in fact because i normally get two bags and instead six bags came <laughs> off the truck and i was like that's what wow i don't know if i've actually got space for all of that um and he seemed confused that i was confused and i was confused that he was giving me all this what i thought was free cat litter and it was all a bit of a mess anyway apart from that i haven't stockpiled anything because i perhaps naively assumed that shops would eventually return to normal and i remain optimistic that shops will eventually return to normal yeah um but at the moment i think there are a lot of people who are um panicking because of because it is a scary threat it's, it's something we've never dealt with before um and i think that it's our way as humans of trying to exert a bit of control over something that we have no control over we can control how often we go to the shops how much we buy whether we can feed our family friends pets etc so i feel like maybe it's coming from there or maybe people are just selfish fuckers i'm not sure yeah um, I, I, i'm you know i have to i think i come from that latter place of thinking to be honest because <laughs> I, the, the the things that i've been seeing it's been absolutely unbelievable from from my perspective here i, I explained I, I did a facebook live earlier and on and i was talking about how I think here in Canada, we've come to this probably a little bit later than everywhere else. But I've been really aware of it because of my links back to the UK and and Europe and seeing what's been going on over there. Um, But it was only really very much this week that the whole shopping thing started. Um, And I've never seen anything like it. It's literally, it looked like, I described it as like a plague of locusts had descended Mm. on the superstores um and just it's been like that here and totally stripped everything not even just not even just the toilet roll situation but you know pasta and tins of food and so weirdly the um even my corner shop so my corner shop has actually been very civilized has been very well stocked Mm. um has had most stuff in whether that will continue i'm not sure Mm. but it even had baby milk which i know is something that people have been struggling with formula milk um but there were no sardines (laughs) it's just the most random things it was the most random things people have been stocking up with um and i think they're as i say i I mean i think i do think people are panicking and i think Mm. some of that is fueled by the media and i 
have some I don't actually have any active journalist I've got a few PR friends I don't think I've got any journalist friends but I would like to have words with some of the reporters whose names have been against some of the worst stories Mm. I think when this is all over I will be having some words because um it's just not helpful I know it sells their papers but it's not helpful and And now I think we've reached a point where it's self-perpetuating absolutely and you can't take it away now to talk about the press actually that's probably been one of my biggest bugbears with everything that's been going on I mean you you know about my background in sort of from medicine from a from a paramedic Mm -hmm. point of Mm -hmm. view and so I've been watching everything that's been going on and thinking about it very much from that kind of space and I mean, people have been saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't just say that it's like the flu and, and all the rest of it. And But I've been watching the numbers and I keep saying, I, well, I kept saying to, to Stuart, my husband, that I don't understand where this fear and panic is coming from when so many people are actually recovering from this illness. It's only a, only a small percentage. I know there are deaths and, you know, that's awful, but it's not everyone coming into contact with this illness is dying. It's That's not, that's not what is happening here. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching... The, me- the, the press and the media and and it's the language that's being used is very you know oh people are people have survived this illness and I'm like they haven't survived this illness they've recovered from this illness um it's a it's a fatal illness but not for everybody you know it's just it's little I mean it's this it's I think language yeah, is a there's, really there's big a lot part of emotive of language mm. I mean I think there's also um I've seen some and I can't think of the actual words at the moment but like, a couple of times I mean I've not been to shops for a few days now because I've um and I've, I've been not fully isolating for anything that's wrong with me just but staying because away of caring yeah. responsibilities mm. i'm just trying to be sensible yeah um and also just generally trying to be sensible mm. the, one of the perks of self-employment is being able to do that more easily um but i have seen even things like when the panic shopping started rather than the newspapers saying as they should do there is no supplier side problem there is enough for everybody those kind of headlines yep. which i feel might have helped a little bit absolutely um because people are whipping themselves into a frenzy mm-hmm. on social media and on forums and I feel like it's the responsibility of the news yes. um, you know the big media outlets at this point to calm people yeah I agree not to lie but to, to say that and I keep hearing there is no supplier problem mm. it's just that as soon as the usual deliveries come in they're being quickly snapped up yep because people are panicking and then there's you know oh there's nothing in this and then there's people who can't find baby and don't get me wrong I think we should be talking about the people who are struggling but I also think we should be talking about the fact that if we all stopped panicking everything would be slightly better it's not gonna make the virus go away but it would probably make our experience better it would be more Um, of a semblance of normality I think for everybody yeah yeah Um, and I think it's not helped by the fact that a lot of people are worrying about the shopping issue Mm. and then there are a lot of us particularly in the self-employed world who are panicking um very very rationally and with with very good reason about the fact that you know in another week or two we may not have businesses exactly um Mm. and so all of this is feeding itself and i think it's really which is why we thought we'd come together this evening and uh try and have a chat about it and hopefully give you guys some practical advice i I promise not just to rant about the media (laughs) Um, (laughs) from from my professional background I, i feel like the journalists i used to work with um were much more i mean again it was 10 15 years ago but i feel like they were more um, realistic in the way that they approach things, more professional in the way they approach things. I but... mean, just to kind of touch on that, though, I don't think it's necessarily entirely the media, as in like the uh, like what we understand the media to be, the the news and the and the papers and all those kinds of things, completely at fault. I think a lot of it, as well, has been exacerbated by social media um, mm-hmm. and by people not actually. Um, uh, like checking their sources before they're sharing information mm. that is such a big thing Definitely. people are just going oh I you know, also, i've read this I share think, it with everybody 
and this is the first pandemic that we've had and the first real kind of epidemic where facebook has been so had, prevalent absolutely social yeah. media generally has been so prevalent mm. we've had such instant so you i remember you said a few weeks ago that you had been working as paramedic during the sars yes breakout. no no not sars it was um, um, swine flu was it sars that was swine flu mm. okay i knew it was one of those 2009 um yeah, and of course in 2009, although we had the internet and we had Facebook, it was very new. It wasn't what it is now, absolutely. No, yeah. I think in fact in 2009, I think it might have still been restricted to college students and university students or something like that. It was just starting to break, because I got it my very last year, Okay. Um, just before I graduated, mm. I got mine in 2008. So anyway, it, this is totally different. Um, yes. the, the landscape's changed and I do think that that's not I think helping. that's been a so, huge um, part of it absolutely definitely and actually on that note I spoke to um, one of my best friends yesterday and she said oh you sound much better than you did the previous day when I was still a gibbering wreck mm-hmm. and I said yeah the interesting thing is I'd been so busy yesterday and today the same apart from doing my Facebook live I've been so busy I haven't had a chance to get on social media absolutely and I hadn't seen the news I'd relied on people texting me to say oh this has changed and this has happened and this is the bit that's relevant to you and I will of course catch up yep. one of my other best friends was actually on ITV last night and um, she's a doctor and she was talking about uh, the um, kind of patient protection and the protective wear that needs to be um, happening so um, obviously I'm keeping an eye because these things are relevant but not being on social media mm-hmm. meant that I went to bed in a much better um headspace than i have well actually talking about that specifically well um i think it was after talking to you a couple of days ago because it was really stressing me out i actually spent i think i sat there for about an hour and a half and i went through and i unfollowed everybody on my Mm. facebook feed not because i I do as a matter of course yeah not because i didn't want to hear from them or you know obviously everyone i've added on there i are people i do want to sort of know about and connect with but while all especially while all of this is going on I just didn't want to be hit by it every time I looked at my phone. Um, and for me, that was the, the right thing to do. And actually, since doing that, I've felt a lot better as well. So I think that, that probably does actually have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I would agree. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, um, I think the unfollowing thing, it seems really mean. But you can you can unfollow people without unfriending Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. I do it as a matter of course when I get a new friend. Or I unfollowed everyone a long time ago mm. now. And um, when I get a new friend, I um, say hello and then I immediately um, unfollow them. Um, and it means that I can go to my... So there is a there is an option in Facebook where you can go and look at your friends lists and you can click on the list and see the feed. Yes. So you can still see what people are up to. You don't have to go and stalk people individually. Yeah. But your general feed then becomes groups, pages and things that you have said yourself. Yeah. And I just find that a much healthier... It creates a bit of an echo chamber. So actually around the election, I found that that was maybe not the best thing. Mm. Because although some people were giving me rage, I was also seeing different opinions to mine, which is important. In this particular crisis situation, I'm finding it very comforting yes. to only have stuff that I have chosen to be there. Absolutely. Because I, I can go and look for the other stuff. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably worth remembering. I think the other thing as well, sort of talking about what's been going on here in Canada, it's weird actually, because I think we, we might have been a bit slower with the whole... Um, like what's going on and the the whole shop situation and everything but we were very quick here to um close schools um and um like shops and coffee shops and those sorts of things have they all closed very early this week um which i think you guys have only just started coming to that part yeah now, so, you? so yeah they've, mm. they've just ordered them today mm. um which is friday the 20th yeah we've, um we've ordered them to close what about yeah, your so, I, we haven't. I don't actually know about your board we closed our borders at the beginning of the week i don't know where what's going on i'm not even sure i think we are still um still <laughs> open still open for business i think we're probably still <laughs> open um 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's really important to to bring people home. I think it's important for people who live here to be able to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when I think back to the the first lot of people who came back from China and uh, from Wuhan and were quarantined and they were being interviewed about their quarantine and it all seemed so kind of small. And I feel like that is the point at which everybody who got off a plane maybe should have been mm, put in quarantine. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah. it's too late for that now. Mm. Um, I know a couple of people. I haven't tried to talk to them for this because they are already overwhelmed. But a couple of people who work um as travel agents travel counselors um and they are doing an amazing job of getting their people home one of my friends was getting um an 18 year old back from her gap year before the oh flight stop um yeah. they managed to get people back you know on the flight before the very last flight um so at some point it might be really interesting to talk to them mm. but obviously their businesses are in dire straits and they're trying to run around 24 7 dealing with their clients yeah. so i think actually they are probably the unsung heroes of all of this um anyone who books a holiday through a person rather than booking themselves online has that contact and when in crisis that's when those contacts become so important um and yeah so they're they're doing a really good job of getting everyone home so yes at the moment i believe our borders are open but Mm. i don't know how much longer that will be for yeah um yours closed like a week ago it was well it was um tuesday i think it was monday or tuesday this week which was probably the point that i hit my my lowest point because my parents are supposed to be visiting um Mm. canada in about uh five or six weeks time um, which you know at the moment in the ground this is what I keep trying to tell my parents because they're like oh you know should we cancel flights and things and I've said to them in the scope of everything that's been going on six weeks is actually a lifetime away at the moment um, because so much has happened in such a short space of time mm. so I'm I'm ever hopeful that by then things will be looking much different but uh, mm-hmm. yeah I don't hold out too much hope unfortunately it's hard isn't it mm. I think there's there's quite a few situations at the moment there's there's things there's the government grant and there's um you know very various things like being able to visit gran regularly yeah. and those kind of, i mean I'm, I'm seeing her as much as i can but at the moment i'm distancing because i have been around other people yeah so i'm seeing mum but i'm not touching mum and then i'm it's all very you know um and i think there's things where i'm holding out hope that you know we'll be able to celebrate like mum's birthday and we won't be able to go away but we're probably not going to be able to go away for mum's birthday mm. in may but i'm kind of you know because the I want to be responsible more than I want to do the fun stuff, yes. which is very unusual for me. <laughs> very unusual for me. I am always about the fun stuff first. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but it's not normally a life or death situation, though. Let's face it. So. No, no. And and I think that's that's the thing. I think this is something that none of us, our generation, and to be honest, I was saying to Mum, oh, our generation, and she said, but love, our generation haven't faced no. this either. We haven't. We never had the war. This you know, normally goes actually this our like grandparents and generations back, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and almost three, really, mm. because you know, you and I are old enough to have had children of our own yes. even though we've chosen not to yeah, so it's true. like our parents us and then the generation underneath mm. us that have never ever dealt with stuff and you know i'm 34 so maybe a little bit yeah. too young well i could just about have had a an adult of my own yeah. but um it was actually so quite interesting people... you said that, yeah because i think my dad just about remembers uh rationing from mm, mm-hmm. um the very early 1950s mm. but yeah so my dad was born right at the end of the second world war he said 1944 mm. baby and they had because they lived in cornwall and obviously transport was was harder to get at um he definitely and he was the eldest in his family mm-hmm. so i think by the time his siblings came along um there were uh, there was more food and things were available but he definitely remembers rationing and we actually used to tease him about keeping little like he literally put a spoonful of peas in a bowl in the fridge and then do something with it the next yeah, day. Yeah. and we were like what are you doing mm-hmm. um because mum's a bit younger only seven years but it made a difference yeah and obviously I was a bit like what well, I've never heard never known hardship I've been very very lucky so I was like you know what are you doing um, and there are these things that because of course his parent he would have only been tiny but his parents would have been affected by the long wars and they would have been um, for both wars 
um, they would have been affected by the rationing and the issues that yes, came there and the shortages. Yeah. So um, I think these things do have quite long-reaching consequences. Um, but we have never faced anything like no, this. Quite. So I think all of us are a bit like, what the... Well, like you said right at the beginning, what, what the fuck? actual fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what is this? It feels like... It feels a bit like someone's going to turn around in a minute. I saw a wonderful meme the other day that said, um, April Fool's is cancelled because you couldn't make this shit up. And I was like, yup, that is just about how I feel. Like, oh, what don't. is this? I read somewhere that this was all some some major incident exercise that, um, uh, and it was it was all um, put on that there is no virus at all or something like that. And I was like, just oh, please I, do I not that let that case, be true. But... Could you imagine... Well, I mean, it would be, but no, I think, oh God, I don't even know. Let's not get into conspiracy. Let's keep conspiracy theories out of this podcast because. But again, and that um, just goes back to how easy it is, though, to pick up information that you've got absolutely no idea whether it's true or false or not. From... Well, some actually something I will say is it's not quite um, it's related to that. It's not conspiracy theory, but I've had two videos shared with me this week. Um, one is um, some people um, beating the shit out of each other as a grocery store opens, Man. and another one is of some riots. Mm. And they have both been labelled very clearly. Oh, this is due to coronavirus, and neither of them. I haven't traced the original source for the first one, but I am absolutely certain it's not to do with yeah. this. Um, it, it looks it looks like I sounds really stupid, but it looks like the wrong. It just looks wrong. Yeah. It looks like the wrong. It looks like it was filmed a few years ago. Right. It doesn't look like modern. It's just there's something not quite right. And the other one um, has been traced. It's a. It's the riots from a few years ago in London. Oh. Um, it's nothing to do with coronavirus. And it's they're, not so even they're using video. that information. So yeah. people, but people are sharing it and worrying. Yes. And a lot of the people that are sharing it are people who are maybe older and less aware of misinformation or don't understand social media or maybe have only joined social media because they're stuck in self-isolation and they want to keep in touch with their mm. kids and their grandkids and this is what they're being um, faced with and this with. is really problematic yeah, for them yeah. so i think it is really important to check your sources people Definitely. like share things by all means but check your sources yeah um absolutely yeah. i agree so well let's let's move on from that because i think we've probably talked about yes. all of that quite That's, enough, yeah, i think we've probably we? done that today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to what we've been talking about then really today i think you did a live today earlier on today on your um, I did. Uh, improper jobs collective group. page uh, I group and i did one on my facebook page um talking about really how this is affecting us directly as a for our small businesses but also for people who are now being told that they have to work from home there's two different things going on here isn't there really that we can talk about so if we start off with people like us our small business like you said you know in a few weeks time we may not have businesses because of, of everything that's going on let's talk about that yeah i mean i think the thing that i am trying to get across i've had lots and lots of people call me this week from both sides of that equation mm. um the small business owners the the feeling i'm getting is um actually very um encouraging in the sense of it's it's more it's less about this is fucking horrendous but what can i do um it's, it's not so much about oh it's it, and there's a definite undercurrent of this is really fucking unfair but the the general feel i'm getting is okay what what can we do to shore it up what can i do to change how can i change what i do um i've got some amazing friends and clients who um do things like dance classes mm-hmm. which obviously we can shift online workshops uh, meditation workshops all kinds of lovely things um and I think it the hardest thing to accept is that this is no one's fault. So Absolutely. this is not because you've made a bad decision. This is not because you've invested in something you shouldn't have done. It's not because you did do something you shouldn't or didn't do something you should have. It is because a global crisis has happened exactly. and it appears to have hit small businesses especially hard. Um, and I think that's really difficult to come to terms with, mm. which again sounds like a, the grief and come to terms, the terminology I'm using around this feels really emotive and really dramatic, but that is what it feels Absolutely. like. I feel like I've gone yeah. through an accelerated grief process yeah. in the last two weeks. I agree. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah i mean i don't know what your thoughts are on well, i probably do know what your thoughts are they're probably quite similar to mine <laughs> but um what your thoughts are on kind of the impact on on small businesses well, do you know it's a bit I'm, I'm again like you said i'm talking from personal experience because that's that's all i've got to go on really but for me it's been a it's been strange because i i've actually still had quite a lot of work going on um mostly because my business has always been remote anyway for the majority you know the, the whole writing side of things i don't need to go out and see clients i can do it all um over the internet so um from that perspective i've actually still had quite a lot of work going on and i don't say that to show off or anything like that it's just no, it's that's wonderful. just it's the, yeah i'm i'm eternally grateful that that but i'm also very conscious of the fact that the people that i typically work with are small businesses and if their businesses are struggling i am not a priority for them so that's going to have a knock-on effect on my business too um but it's it's been strange in the respect i think the the biggest thing for me is that actually it's been it's had a real effect on my mental health so that actually i've not been as i've not been working as well for uh, my clients I said to you earlier for the first time ever since starting off this business I've had to get in touch with two clients this week and apologize to them because I'm not going to hit their deadlines that I've promised them because of the way I've been feeling and my own mental health um, has been affected by all of this so um, I think I think the, 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 the thing is it's going to for a lot of us it's going to change the way our businesses look um, at least for the short term hopefully maybe you know I but it could it be the long term some, i think it might have some long term i mean my um my experience is actually very different from yours then mm. so that's in, that is interesting yeah um so my obviously as a brand photographer commercial photographer my clients are all businesses mm -hmm. um and they fall into two very distinct camps so they are either very small businesses um or family run businesses who are the face of their own brands yeah. or they are big commercials who need advertising photography event photography um conference photography that kind of thing and both of those have been hit really hard mm. so i've had stuff cancelled because they can't do headshots anymore because the uh, staff are not going to be in the office they're working from home for the you know in to yeah. the indefinite future mm. we don't until further notice uh there have been conferences and events cancelled right left and center um so they obviously then you can't photograph something that doesn't happen yeah. that isn't there um and you know taking a picture of a screen with a hundred faces on it, it's not quite the same is it so there's <laughs> only so many ways you can effect. do that really there's only so many it? ways yeah. you can do that yeah exactly <laughs> i'm laughing now i wasn't laughing last week um and of course for my entrepreneurs um very similarly depending on what they do i mean i have got a couple of um two or three outstanding clients who um we have just postponed mm -hmm. which is wonderful yep. um but uh, and i'm really looking forward to those still and i'll do everything i can to to help in between but um actually uh because they have been impacted they can now not either they can't afford photography or they don't know if they're going to have a business to promote so it seems silly to spend money on it i, I, I would argue that actually having photos is never a bad thing when you're moving online for mm, content yeah but in that initial panic stage like yes. that was not their priority it's the, so it's it's the unknown quite, part isn't it exactly the fear of the yeah. unknown mm. yeah so it's been really interesting however i've been very lucky in that i have also been so i did, i think i said to you and i've said to a couple of people so there's a standing joke among my friends who've known me for a long time that i've been busy for 10 to 15 years because it's just i just run around doing all the things and i've said to a few people this week it's the end of the world and i'm still sodding busy like what is this <laughs> like the world has literally the world as we know it has ended has changed and i do think it there will be forever changes for this when i say the end of the world i'm being dramatic i don't think the world is ending but i think that at the the working world as we know it yes. has shifted now yeah, probably um irreversibly 
so it is the end of the world and i am still busy and like you i'm slightly behind on a few things um i am just about on deadline with most things but just about mm. and um and it's been mad and i think that is partly because one of my strengths so i obviously talk about the multiple thing before but i have 10 or 11 years of experience um in online courses and in moving stuff online i have been banging on about flexible working and you know virtual things and turning your expertise into courses and all of this kind of stuff um for 10 years yeah. and it now suddenly feels like i found a home for that which is interesting because a lot of this stuff is stuff i had been planning to teach or planning to launch as consultancy or whatever and haven't actually had a chance to do so because i've been so busy with the photography which i also love so this week and last week have been very much about alternately sitting in a corner crying and then getting on with pivoting my business and trying to help other people as well because there are people who are fantastic at what they do but are not actually great with the tech side and it is overwhelming mm. you know there is so much stuff out there that even googling for i need to take i need to run a webinar and you get i don't know 30,000 different ways you could do that is too much yeah. so it has been a terrifying but strangely positive experience so far um and it's been lovely that people have come to me asking me things asking for my expertise asking for my reassurance asking for my knowledge um, and I'm hopeful that that will then mean that I don't have no business left. I just might do less photography for a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to build the stock library up, as I'm sure you're going to do the same. I am. Yours. Yes, I'll actually have time um, to do some stock photography for a chance. Yeah, so I mean, I'm really glad, actually, because I'm expecting it. Now we've had the closure, I'm actually expecting... So our, our studios are currently open for us to work in, but they're not open to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether that will remain so. I'm fully expecting an email from the charity that runs them next week sometime to say actually actually no Mm. and so i've rescued my lights and all my props so that i can work at home it means that i will have more more outtakes with the cats walking across my flat lace but you know (laughs) at least i can work here if i need to (laughs) exactly yeah um so yeah so the impact has been i think we've been very lucky actually and i'm feeling very lucky for being someone who has all these different skills even though other points in my life that's been quite stressful and i felt a bit of an imposter for not being you know i've not got a degree in photography or i've not got you know the way that that women do we hold ourselves up for comparison and find ourselves wanting this week i've held myself up and gone hey look i can do all this shit i might actually be okay and maybe i can use these skills to help other people absolutely and it's been, it is that like to look for a little bit of a silver lining yes, like it's this that... is still a shit situation but it has been a bit of a silver lining well yeah and it's it's that sudden realization that actually hold on a second the, the those of us that have been working at home and building our businesses suddenly can help those that are new yeah absolutely but also suddenly we um are probably the more um relevant market at the moment not market um the more because we've got the experience that a lot mm. of other people mm-hmm. haven't got all of a sudden mm. I'm, I'm not verbalizing myself very well here. oh it's but... been a really long week it's fine because <laughs> <laughs> actually that's probably something to talk about is, is those people who are all of a sudden having to work from home now with zero yeah. choice I, I said to you earlier on you know you and i we've had time to get used to this working from home um system this whole figuring out our routines and figuring out what makes us most more productive and what things we should be doing and um you know we've had pl- i've had a, just over a year to get used yeah to i've had about 18 yeah, months exactly. to do it yeah and it's still hard like it's still wonderful, oh yeah but it's still hard i've had to really spend um, a lot I haven't of time got it figured out yet. yeah exactly but then i um you know my Stuart suddenly had to start working from home this week and the first thing he said to me was oh this is great i'm gonna work from the sofa i'm gonna work in my pants i'm gonna <laughs> and i just looked at him and went no no you're not you know <laughs> if you want to be productive Although- 
yeah, yeah you need um, to there's actually, things you need to do yes. to be fair though i have on both on my live and actually on oh i, I saw first, you flashed um, your slippers at everybody i flashed my yes my slippers but um i did the same on my network so i've got a series of working from home mm-hmm. outfits which involve comfy bottoms and smart tops <laughs> um and i've got unicorn slippers and i've got booty slippers and i've got ballet shoes i've got all the slippers yep. like all the comfy yep. things so um i've also got a series of um so oh i can't show you because you're not on video but i've got quite a um it's an ikea chair which is kind of like a rounded you can almost curl up in it it's lovely my office chair um it's probably terrible for my back but i love it <laughs> and uh, i like sometimes snuggle hot water bottles all around the edges yep. so i'm all like warm Snuggled and up. Mm. so anyway i was showing people but i had my very first networking so we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit more detail later but my networking uh, meetings have all moved online this week for obvious reasons mm-hmm. and for a lot of the ladies there it's their first time using zoom in a um, or any any it's not just zoom they're using but zoom is my my chosen um platform platform tool whatever and it's the first time they've seen that this is possible mm-hmm. which a makes me think oh okay maybe i do know a bit more than i yeah. give myself credit for yeah. um but also has been wonderful to because a couple of them said oh carly you look very smart because usually i turn up to meetings not looking unsmart but i'm usually wearing some kind of i don't know like a butterfly dress or a unicorn horn or some kind of ridiculous fluffy unicorn jumper or something because it's all on brand for me um and i was wearing quite a nice spotty top yesterday um and so of course i had to then uh, stand up and say actually this is this is what i actually wear this is this is working from home 101 so, <laughs> um, but actually on that note did you want to um because i know you you've went into this a bit more in your own life didn't you um about people who are being forced to work from home and kind of how that's affecting them yeah well um, so I've... and then we can go into more detail later maybe but yeah what is in what yeah. the respect of just kind of like what's happening for people who are suddenly being made to work from home yeah i guess it's um i mean the the thing i'm i'm again going from my own experience seeing stuart coming he's having to suddenly work from home um i've had my sister talking to me recently this week she works for um a company and actually she does a lot of remote working for them and i spoke to her earlier this week and said well you should be well used to this and she said well um she said i am but i've never had to work from home before it's always been my choice to do it so Mm. suddenly it's feeling quite um quite different also the thing she she uh relayed to me was that she because she lives in a shared house um she has to work and sleep in the same room at the moment Mm. um which because she just doesn't really have the space anywhere else without encroaching on other people who are now also having to work from home. Work from home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said for her, one of the things she's had to do, A, she's she's asked work if she can bring her office chair home just for so that she's actually got somewhere decent to sit because her back's killing her on the chair that she has with her little desk. But also she said at the end of the day, what she does is once she's finished working, her and her other housemates, they leave the house and they go for a walk for half an hour and that's how she's creating that divide between work and uh sleeping in the same space um and it's things like that that i think until you've experienced it you just don't realize our things really you don't realize about the isolation you don't realize um about actually having a routine is really helpful that getting dressed in the morning is actually quite a helpful thing to do um or and actually i think choice that when you said earlier about choice mm. i think that's also massive and i think that's something i've been hearing a lot this week is that like you say you know she was able to work from home but she'd never had to work from home yeah. and a lot of people are saying to me oh well you know actually we were told on monday we could choose to work at home or work at the office depending on our preference mm-hmm. and our health and stuff um, and then on monday evening we were told no you can come into the office once to collect your laptop screen paperwork hard drives whatever and then you have to work from home 
and for the foreseeable future yeah. and i think that's created quite a stressful situation for quite a lot of people yeah. um who obviously are very pleased to still have their jobs i'm hearing a lot of gratitude as well but um that having choice taken away is, and i think it's the same for us as self-employed actually like i i love working from home but i usually work a combination of from home at the studio out and about with my clients exactly. and out and about in meetings it's not actually and then specifically, I sometimes take my laptop yeah yeah i take my laptop to either to campus or i go to um, coffee shops or to pubs i've got various places yes. that i go it's like my second office yeah. or my third and fifth and sixth offices <laughs> um and of course all of those at the moment are curtailed and i'm finding that quite difficult as well yeah um absolutely so it is this lack of choice i think this having choice taken away from us is like a universal experience Mm -hmm. at the moment and that's really difficult yeah it's also the the thing as well that i'm finding is that people have always said to me um oh working from home it's so so wonderful you get to have breaks whenever you want to you can go and socialize with your friends and you know even like Stu turns around to me and says well you can't be working that hard from home because every time I walk in the office you're on Facebook you know so (laughs) (laughs) or Skype to me possibly (laughs) and uh, trying to sort of get that point across that okay just because I'm at home and um, I'm not necessarily I may be wearing my pajamas or or whatever I am still working and probably even harder than I would do if I had to get up and leave Mm. to go to an office somewhere Um, yeah whether that's because I've got something to prove or what, I don't know. But um, <laughs> um, oh, and Stuart's just sent me a message saying, I can fucking well hear you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, because he's at home. Because he's often not when we do this, isn't he? Yeah, that's really funny. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... He didn't, he didn't think we'd get through a whole episode without name-checking him, though, did he? <laughs> oh, well, no, absolutely not. Hold on. Apparently there's more to the message that I've missed out here, so let me just check this. Okay. Uh, how goddamn rude he says there you go <laughs> <laughs> wonderful it could be worse yeah. sorry dude but we mean it <coughs> yeah so it's just um... it's not coronavirus it's just a cough exactly sorry <laughs> this is what we're that's having... literally what I'm saying this now what... yeah I know I, I'm the same it's terrible Um, I sneezed actually in my last face to face networking meeting I sneezed and I felt like I had the plague it was horrendous like the whole room and I was like, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry it's not coronavirus it's just there's lots of essential oil in here and it's wonderful uh, it's making me sneeze I know it's terrible yeah, yeah. Someone, somebody I know had to buy some food the other night and they bought a couple of bags or something and they got tutted at because they had more than one item from mm-hmm. the you know this mm-hmm. is the world we're now living in imagine imagine the looks the neighbours were giving me when the nine bags of cat litter were being unloaded from the DPD lorry like imagine what they were because lots of my neighbours also have cats oh so on the plus side we're not going to, you know, we're yeah. not going to want for cat litter in, in my space for a while. Absolutely. But anyway. Yeah, it's terrible. What are we like? I could have, you know, wouldn't it be better if I'd, I'd bought something like, I don't know, pasta that I could have donated to the food bank. But don't think the food bank want cat litter. So <laughs> still, never, never mind. mind. I'll know for next time. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. So I guess that's, just, I mean, that's, I don't know what we was, we've lost what we were talking about now. Uh, in, sorry, in theory, working from home and then we got sidetracked as we always do. Yes. Um, yeah. But this is supposed to be, you know, at least slightly lighthearted. You know, this is a serious subject and we want to help people, but we also want to try and lift people's spirits a little yes. bit because actually, and actually I think something else that has been interesting, which I'd say is both from working from home and uh, and for small businesses, so kind of everyone hopefully who's listening mm. is relevant, or most people at least is, is relevant for. Um, now you get to find out how introverts operate. Absolutely. So I found that I'm actually able to do, I don't know if you're similar, but I, I find when I do a lot of face-to-face work in a day, whether that's networking or meetings or client work or whatever it is, um, I love it all and I come away buzzing and then I'm absolutely exhausted in the evening. Yes. So it's like good draining, but it is draining. Yeah. Energy-wise. And I've found that I have been able to do, out of necessity this week, I've been in back-to-back calls, back-to-back meetings, but all online um, for about four or five days now. And... 
I'm shattered, but I'm not as shattered as I would be if I tried to see that many people in person this week. I would have fallen over yes. at some point. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's really interesting to see. And then it actually makes me feel really sorry for the people who are extrovert and who are needing that physical energy mm. space. Mm. And so I think there's something there about working out which you are and making sure that you work accordingly. So it might be that you need to have your video all the time. It might be that you need to sometimes have calls and switch your video off so you're not having to be like on and sparkly. Yes. Um, and I think that's quite uh, an important, as we all, sh- as I say, I mean, this is, this shift is something that I have wanted forever, like for people to en masse adopt the concept of flexible home working. This is not the way in which I would have hoped no. that people would take it on because a lot of people haven't had a chance to put the technology into place. There's been no training. Um, you know, it's been a really stressful way of doing it and very sudden, which is never a good way to implement change. That's the thing. But... And it's, and it's, it's, that's not the be all and end all it uh, end all of it either is you know people are having to suddenly work from home and like i think you said to me earlier on they might not have the space to work from home they might not have a table that they can put mm, a computer mm-hmm. on and um they've then got their other halves there they've got their children there and um because obviously you know with schools closing and everything as well so they're having to tr- keep children in and, st- and this that's not that's not the way any of us want to be able to do these kinds of things is it really so no not mm, at all um, so on leading into that then, shall we have a little chat about our mental health? Because I know that's something that we wanted to talk Absolutely. about today. I think it's really important. Even if we have to do a part two for some of the other stuff. I think so, um, yeah. So, shall I go first? You can. Do you want to go first? I don't mind. I've got no problem. I, I mean, I've got absolutely no problem admitting that it's been re- a real struggle on my mental health this, these last couple of weeks, really. Um, just with everything going on, trying to get my head round the enormity of what's happening um not so much even how it affects my business or me specifically um probably more from the perspective of the 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 most upsetting thing has been for me is that I've now not got the freedom to go and see my family when I want to um and that their visits planned visits to come and see me may potentially be interrupted I think that's probably been the biggest um thing that's affected me but then it's obviously had a knock-on effect in that I've not been able to do my work because that's all I've been able to think about and and like I said you know for the first time ever I've had to get in touch with clients and say I'm really sorry these deadlines that I promised you I'm just not going to hit them because I've just not been able to do the work because of what's going on and that was even doing that was actually really frightening um because even though that I know everyone's going through shit at the moment with with everything that's happening i still expected to be judged because because what i'm I'm supposed to be doing work for somebody who's paid me if that makes sense so i felt mm-hmm. i put that pressure on myself i suppose to but then that person who's paid you is also human and i think it is know, but i think we are all human yes but i think i'm still conscious, all absolutely but i think i was still conscious of the fact that they've paid me money and i'm not necessarily providing them what i prompt what i promised um Mm -hmm. but that's one of the things that you sort of worry about because i think i think that's just a a mental health kind of thing you put those kind of pressures on yourself um and you're afraid to talk about them but i thought no do you know what i'm actually going to 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 explain why i haven't done this and it's turned out that they've been absolutely wonderful you know i couldn't have asked for such lovely responses from the clients that i've had um yeah, because and they're you know they, in fact one of my clients said to me he's he said in the grand scheme of things 
this is not important, you know, which he's totally right. Totally right. Yeah. 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 And it's hard because, of course, it is important in the sense that it's our livelihood, yes. but it's not important. Like, missing a deadline is not a big it, deal. Yeah, compared to, you know, people things. dying because yeah. of an illness. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, mm. yeah. 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 And, and things like not seeing your family. I mean, actually, the family thing, interestingly, is one of the things that's also hit me the hardest. Mm. So I've been struggling really with... Um, a sense of unfairness and my anxiety is through the roof mm. because it's always bad when there are threats to people I love. So uh, my, my anxiety first surfaced, um, gosh, this is going to be an honest episode, mm-hmm. isn't it? So my, my, my mental health first took a proper nosedive when my dad was unwell three or four years ago uh, before he died. And I really struggled with the fact, with the helplessness, actually. I think for, for me, the, the, the problem is that when I feel helpless, um, I struggle, yeah. which I think is probably quite human. Yeah. But for me, that was quite severe. And um, obviously at the moment I'm feeling similarly helpless. I can't help. I can't do very much. Yeah. Um, my mum and I talked about moving in together to help each other and then realised that if one of us gets so much as a, as a cough or a fever, then we both have to self-isolate. Whereas at least if we stay on our separate houses, I can at least collect medicine for her. Yeah. You know, we can we can help each other. Mm. Um, even if we can't see each other, we can help each other. You know, we leave stuff on doorsteps and whatever. So um, obviously if she gets unwell, I will move in with her and just stay away from the rest of the world. Yeah. But, um, so that's, you know, and that's really important. And also because Gran, between us, we help look after Gran as well. And mum does the bulk of that. But it means if something happens to her, I can then take that over. So we've made those decisions. But that means that I popped around to see her to drop some stuff off that she needed on uh, Wednesday, I think. Wednesday afternoon. And I couldn't cuddle her. I couldn't mm. hug her to say hello. And it sounds so stupid because, you know, in the context of you not having seen your parents for 18 months, actually it sounds ridiculous no. to say that it broke my heart not to be able to hug no. my mum. But it broke my heart not to be able to hug exactly. my mum. I don't see if, you know, it's, a, it's just a her thing. dad's anniversary. She's she's grieving still. She's sad. She's not... I mean, she's really good at being on her own, but she is an extrovert. So she's, she's coping amazingly. Yeah. But I don't think this is something that she is enjoying in the same way that... I mean, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying isolation, but I... I thrive by myself. Yes, yeah. Mum is very good at being by herself, as I'm sure lots of people are, but she doesn't love mm-hmm. it. So, you know, it was really sad not to be able to just give her a cuddle, but we had to be sensible. But that's and the thing, I if, you, go, if people, you think about so... it, those are the sort of things you take for granted on a day-to-day basis. Every time you see 100%. each other, you give each other a hug because that's what you do. So yeah. Even like to the point where I, I saw um, some... I went to a... I did it ironically. <laughs> when all of this was really kicking off over the weekend, I was at... A mental health first aid course which was really interesting oh i remember you yeah. saying yeah uh, and one of the things they said at the end there was one of the the, the guys came up to the instructor who was, who'd been amazing and he said he said i really want to shake your hand right now and say thank you and she was like oh okay we'll just we'll just tap elbows you know <laughs> and horrendous it's, isn't yeah it? but these are the sort of things you would take for granted especially with loved ones as well you know it's um yes yeah and I, I mean i know i've had a few people say to me sort of half joking oh i'm not really a hugger so it's actually quite nice that i turn up at events and people don't try and hug me um and i'm like oh god i'm sorry you should have told me that because i am the person that rocks up and is like hi with Arms, a big yeah. um but you know it's i can see but you know equally it's it's different with you know friends and acquaintances and it is for loved mm. ones and it's it's really difficult um so yeah i think i think that's definitely a thing i mean i have been trying to manage my anxiety um but i'm also hearing that you know a lot of people are struggling with being upset with being sad with feeling isolated with feeling worried i think there's a huge amount of despair um happening which is awful Mm -hmm. um but i know among um so for example at my studios um there's a lot of us who are living um you know we, we have lovely lives but we do not have a lot of money and savings we are lucky enough to be able to fund our studios but that for many of us is a stretch Mm. and so actually if the money 
disappears overnight as it has done that becomes an impact on your mental health and it it does trigger some very worrying situations um you know um and if you're already also then straight then with the health stuff and then you worry you know and i worry what happens if something happens to me and i can't help mum and all of these things can feed into a spiral and i think that's um probably one of the hardest parts about the isolation and the social distancing although i will put in here i read a wonderful um article i think it's it's by marianne cantwell i think it's on the free range humans blog and i will attempt to add it to the show notes if it came in a newsletter but i'm sure it's a public post as well and she said what we need to do is we need to call social distancing what it actually is which is physical distancing yes you can still connect with your loved ones you can still connect with people socially you just can't touch them for a while and i think that's a really that's something actually that i feel like the government should have thought about um again with the because i think people are people are panicking Mm. about isolation and stuff but actually i'm single and i live on my own and i'm coping okay because i have all this technology yes it's not great don't get me wrong i would much prefer to be seeing people but this is if i'd spent four days on my own and not spoken to anyone i'd be in a disaster zone so i think it's really important that we harness that absolutely to kind of touch on that actually the one of the the things that really helped me this week was having a two-hour skype session with my mum and dad Mm. you know we 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 spent most of the time talking about the virus and but there was lots Mm -hmm. of laughing and joking i could physically see that they were both okay um and and just sort of the reassurance and I've been doing this on yes, all of mine, yeah, yeah. And just so but, you can't see me. I keep forgetting I'm not on video because I've done it so much this week. But you just put your arms out towards the camera and like pretend to exactly hug. Um, yep. because it, you know it's not quite as good, but it's it's close. My, my family yeah. and I have always, when because obviously we've lived apart for a long, long time, and we've had to have a lot of our relationship over things like Skype. We mm-hmm. always say goodbye by blowing kisses to each other. That's what we yes, always we do, do yeah, too. So, funny yeah. enough, because Dad's often been abroad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's uh, fun. Ironically, blowing. as well, for someone who is such an introvert, I've probably spoken to more people this week than than I have for months. Because <laughs> I have definitely spoken to more people this week than I would have chosen to speak yeah. to if I was in real Absolutely. life. Absolutely, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, because where I had maybe five or six meetings in a networking event organised, which is a busy week mm-hmm. for me. Um, and I had a shoot which I was supposed to be on today which unfortunately didn't go ahead um but I although I did have one on Wednesday which I'll talk about in a minute when we're talking about business stuff um but um I have managed to fit it because I'm not traveling to those I'm managing to fit in more people in between and because people have been in need this week and I I apparently am the person um for many of my friends who has all the answers I don't have all the answers I can't make the virus go away but I can make working from home better so yeah um but yeah, that whole yeah, so social no, being social though is yeah, it's exactly. It's... And I loved that 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 clarification that it is physical distance, yeah. not social distance. You know, you do not have to become a hermit. Mm-hmm. You just have to become a physical hermit, yeah. but you can still talk to people. And I know, you know, I, I think it is stressful. So I'm I have I've managed to get my mum to use video calling. I have not managed to get Gran to use video calling. But um I'm gonna ring Gran yeah. more often than I normally do. I normally ring her reasonably often, but I'm gonna make sure I ring every day yeah. or two. Um because she's perfectly capable of using the phone. Um she's got a Kindle fire, so I'm thinking like maybe there's an option yeah. there. But one of us obviously has to be there to show her how to use it, so we'll see. Yeah. But I think for um, you know, it might also ease if you guys are experiencing um upset and anxiety around your loved ones Mm. see what you can put into place in case this goes on for longer or if you've got the um in the uk we've i don't know if you've had the same advice actually sarah but in the uk we've had the advice that if you are over 70 or in an at-risk category to try to self-isolate for 12 weeks no not here and yeah so if you, i think if you or your loved ones are in that position then now is the time to be making at the sort of beginning of that quarantine period to make sure that people have got the access to te- the technology that they need Absolutely. if possible because you can do i mean i've got an ipad that is probably nine years old it's ancient 
but it does still work for FaceTime. Mm. It doesn't work for much else, but it does still work for Which FaceTime. That's all you need it to work so for, really. That's all you it, need so. it to work for. But so actually, I think it's, you know. It yeah. is things that you can put in place. Funnily enough, my parents and I, we probably maybe Skype once a month, me and my sister, when mm-hmm. we get the chance to, because she's very busy, I'm very busy, although now, obviously, she's at home a lot more um yep. but she actually came up with a wonderful idea the other day she turned around and she said do you know what she said i've been setting up dinner dates with people over yes, Skype. yes, yes. um and she said so maybe we could do that with all of us all together so we figured out a way that we can all get onto it actually through facebook uh, messenger yep. you can actually yep. have group calls on there video calls on there yep. so we're gonna we've we've planned our first one for tuesday that it's gonna be their dinner oh, my lovely. lunch so we'll we'll have lovely. a lovely yeah um we do it often actually i've got a group of friends and um, so i quite often have uh, dinner and wine in fact when i very first started living on my own um i used to uh, skype or google hang out with uh, a couple of my best friends um and we would drink wine together and mm-hmm. um, because you're, then you're not drinking wine on your own obviously now i can't drink wine so it's less of an issue although i'm always happy also, to be a companion no to one has drinking to do wine the drive virtually. home either after that which is right wonderful. it's great <laughs> but we do often now and there's a group of us that uh, we we skype about once every couple of months i guess we're quite far flung and we're all stupidly busy but we are all now at home much more yeah. and we've said we're all going to struggle with that so we're going to do it much more often and we've been talking about having dinner with friends we can't go out for dinner anymore but we can have dinner all together you know literally make our dinner like you and i do sometimes bring our dinner to skype and eat in a slightly ridiculous way while while chatting it works great it always works you can always switch your video off for the time when you're eating if you're uncomfortable (laughs) with people watching you eat i have no such compunctions but you know um so I think this this I mean I we wanted to be honest didn't yes. we and I think it is I've had a few people question because uh, I've been very honest every everyone I've spoken to including at networking this mm-hmm. week I've been very honest with the fact that you know I've I've got some it's not that so and I want to clarify as well it's not that my clients haven't been loyal my clients have been amazing mm-hmm. but those people that were in the pipeline I had five or six people in a pipeline which would have been uh, money through to sort of June July at the and I had a few more kind of coming after that um those people have postponed and i I think they will come back so it's not but but we don't know when this is going to end exactly um and so but a few people have raised eyebrows when i've said oh you know my business has fallen off a cliff i've got no immediate income the income that i did have has gone you know my my clients obviously you know i've got the ones that i've got but they're postponed um and people have said oh is it is it professional to to talk about that and i'm like do you know what at this point i don't care i think it's really important because if i am feeling like i'm feeling and i'm quite resilient and i'm very lucky in many ways and i do have a tiny bit of a backup um plus i have the studio so there may be a grant eligibility thing that comes although no one knows any fucking thing about that but anyway um so you know i am hopeful that i will be one of the lucky ones and then hopefully can use that to help others but if i am feeling as shit as i'm feeling yeah. then there will be other people feeling worse Absolutely. and so i see no point of being like yes yeah, all great when it isn't well, is it, and this is the thing it's, it um, isn't for anyone right now well, is no, it? it and that that's it it's it's everyone is exactly the same at the moment so to actually turn around and mm. say should you be talking like that it's you and i are both in a photography group aren't we it's a female photography mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. and the yes, stuff it is lovely it's amazing but the stuff that's been going on in there people who are been talking about they're losing like twenty thousand pounds worth of bookings in mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. and um you yeah. know there's there's so much stuff going on this is not isolated to just you and i this is not isolated no. just the people we no. know this is everybody this is, this is everyone and i think this is a good time to reiterate and i have said this probably 15 times today mm. but i'm gonna say it again this is no one's Absolutely. fault this is not your mm. fault if you are feeling bad if your business has fallen off a cliff if you do not have any income and you did three weeks ago but you don't now and you've got no immediate yep. you know ways of getting any this is not your Absolutely. fault that doesn't make it better but you know it i think it's really important to know that pretty much everyone is in that yes, same situation exactly. um and something actually i did mention um so i won't i won't name 
um although i might link but um, i'll check with them first but um i actually know uh one business colleague who one of the things that they sell among other things is hand sanitizer and even they are struggling yeah. because they that's one thing mm-hmm. but they're struggling with the rest of their business and they're not primarily a hand sanitizer exactly. company and they're you, just yeah. one of the things that they sell mm. So, um, you know, I think unless you're a Lee roll manufacturer at this point, and even then you're not you're not guaranteed, are no, you? Because exactly. eventually everyone will have enough sodding Lee roll. So um, <laughs> if they haven't by now, then God them. <laughs> ironically enough, actually, so uh, me and a group of friends do a joint who gives a crap order every now and again. So who oh, gives yes. a crap for anyone that I doesn't know? Them, yeah. Is a company they they sell Lee roll in boxes of forty eight. And I have had some raised eyebrows in the past when I've talked about this. They're like you live on your own, like, and I'm like, yeah, it's great. I do it like twice a exactly. year. Exactly, it's wonderful. It lasts forever. Um, and it's also it's paper wrapped and it's eco. It's great. It's a really good company. So anyway, mum. Um, texted me the other day and she was like oh you know that thing you do where you get loads of Lee roll and I was like yeah and she was like are you due another order because now might be a good time and I was like oh yeah it's a good call actually I've you know I've got some Lee roll but not loads maybe now is a good time for me to top up a bit earlier than I might normally mm. do so I texted the others and we were like yeah yeah that sounds good went on the website they have sold out of Lee roll no <laughs> way like, oh, for crying out loud oh like, my yeah. goodness um, so they're working to get some more made, but they've obviously had a run on um, on. Pa- and as I say, we we get the boxes and we split them between. There's about five of us. Um, we split an order between us, um, either one or two boxes, or we get boxes each and get discounts. And there's various ways you can do it. So it's a really good thing to do. It's like a sort of mini cooperative. Mm. But um, yeah, now apparently it's not the time to do that. No. So. No. It's just mad. It but I think anyone who isn't a Lou Roll manufacturer is probably suffering right yes. now. And um, so I think it's really important. That is, and that is it. That's the emphasis. Honest about yeah, that. Is, um, is that. Plus, I think, you know, even if you're, whether you are employed or self-employed, I think this is probably the most um, wide ranging um, episode we might ever do, to be mm. fair, um, in terms of people it might affect. But I think it's okay to feel, um, to, to, you said earlier, Sarah, you said just now that you're struggling to concentrate because of the sort of mental health side been, of things yes, and the downturn. Yeah. have mm. been. Um, I too have not done half of what I wanted to because although I'm getting the essential stuff done, um, there's a lot of... Um, th- th- there's a big impact on all of this change suddenly yeah. and the worry and the stress and the just general. And I think that is happening for everybody. I've got lots of people who are struggling with that. I've heard from lots of people who are struggling with that. Um, and I think that yeah hopefully us being honest that it's been really shit mm. means that you can also accept that it's okay because i think there's a there's a huge amount of shame sometimes when things are not going well and we're used to hiding that because you know you've got to pretend everything's going yeah. as well as possible and this is one of those weird situations where it's actually not going well for anyone no, exactly so um, actually the, the more we talk about that the better really because definitely yeah. definitely and i mean I, I i maintain a cautious optimism that this is temporary yes. i think we will come out the other side. I think, like you said right at the beginning, we will have a new kind of normal. Mm. But I think we will come out. There's a wonderful article, actually, which I will try and find the online version of. Someone sent it to me in an email, so I'll try and find the online version and send it about um, we are not in a hole, we're in a tunnel. Yeah. Um, and there is light at the end of the tunnel. We just don't know how long the tunnel is exactly. yet. And I found that weirdly comforting, weirdly mm. soothing from a, on a personal mental health point of view, but also from a business health, mental health point of view. Um, to think of it as not that we've fallen into a hole and we have no idea how we're going to get out, but we are in a tunnel and there is some light, even if it's just a pinprick right exactly. now, it, we will come out. Um, we've seen stuff in the news, and this is a very sort of timely thing, but I know that they've seen, they've started to um, reopen uh, stores and stuff in China. They have. So there is there is a, there is is a an end point to yes. this. We just have to get through yes. it. Um, which I suppose makes the grief 
feelings and the grief analogy is more relevant mm. that grief is one of those things you cannot go around you have to go through exactly, it and i think yeah. the virus and its effects this is something similar we can't get past it or around it we have to go through the middle of yes it. exactly definitely that's very good yeah how um, um just i'm gonna put it out there how are we doing for time because we talked about this uh, we? we have just hit just about to hit an hour oh, okay so i'm wondering whether we, we can pause at this point and then do a part two with more practical advice maybe well, do, i mean what do you think could we could probably we'll wrap up the advice in about half an hour couldn't we or less than okay, half an hour let's wrap up the yeah. advice yeah let's do that Only if you're because... still with us congratulations <laughs> we don't mind if you pause and go and get a cup of tea at absolutely point. yeah <laughs> but that's one of the things we want to talk so it's it's all well and good talking about everything that's going on being honest and and all those kinds of things but actually there are things we can all be doing to make you know practically to to help or to um make our own situations a little bit easier at the moment so um what should we talk about first carla what do you want to what do you want to discuss I'm- I don't know. I'm just making a note of the time that we start the advice so that if anyone wants to skip to the advice part, they can skip ah, an hour of us chatting. I like that. Very <laughs> sensible. Very so, sensible indeed. Um, mm. So just when we get to the editing part. Um, so I think um, I've just got a few things, um, if you're happy me to, me to skip through and then we can kind of chat as we yeah. go about them. Um, but I'll try and skip through them as quickly as possible. So, so you were sort of were speaking quite specifically more about like small businesses working from home. So and, this is yeah. very specifically about business staff, um, businesses working from home and also businesses. And so my one of my ironic specialist subjects, and it is ironic, um, is uh, diverse, uh, diverse and multiple income streams yes. uh, doing different things. And uh, I've had a couple of things actually this week where I've been booked to talk about those for months. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly it's the most relevant I've ever been in my life to anything, which is always, it's always interesting. Nice Usually I'm like, sorry, I'm going to introduce this. And people was like, oh, why would you want to do that? And I'm always like, well, who wouldn't want to have more things to make more money? Um, and of course, this week, everyone's like, yes, tell me all the secrets. How do you make this more money? This is the point where you do, where you do the, um, what's his name from Simpsons and go, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like that. Um, so, um, I've just got a few, just a few little tips, mm. really, which I did also share in my live. So, um, but I'll, you know, try and talk about them in slightly different words. So, if you've done both, you won't be bored. Yep. Um, but to be honest, I think bored is probably not something that anyone is right now because <laughs> there's too much to think about, isn't there? Um, so, um, the first, my first massive tip is um, there are a lot of local and national support groups springing up on Facebook. Um, there are pods on Instagram. There are all kinds of support. Um, place like specifically around businesses in COVID-19 and I think those have been uh, a really good form of just seeing what other people are doing talking to people and there's been some lovely offers of help there's been some people who are um, are okay and are offering things there are people offering um, webinars there's just loads of stuff Mm. going on and I think those are a really good place to start because as I say this is not a oh look I don't know sometimes there's things that affect certain industries and those industries come together this is like the whole of the small business community has all come together um the national ones are lovely but they're a bit overwhelming so one of them i joined when there were 18 members and uh 24 hours later there were eight and a half thousand members um so i have i'm still in that one but i have uh now tried to restrict myself to colchester based um east anglia based at most but kind of really local um and and then small down as with and Ardley where i live and where my studio is um to try and keep partly because again those those relationships that you're building will will um perpetuate beyond the end of the crisis and it's nice to have people locally but also because it's easier to keep up with 300 people than it is to keep up with eight or nine or twenty thousand um and i would say if you don't have a group if you can't find a group to join start one 
um because it's facebook people can drop in and out as they want to there's no major issues with like you're not emailing people you're not having to hold their data mm. like it's a very easy platform to yeah, especially to if use. you've got a particular niche or something that you feel is hasn't been yeah, covered definitely, elsewhere definitely. definitely yeah definitely so i mean we're quite lucky to say we've already got our photography group that we are part mm. of um so that i'm not trying to start a new photographers group but um it is lovely to to have that um in fact i've got a couple of those that i'm part of and i'm actually because i already know the people in those yeah. i'm kind of happy being supportive in there but um so you see what you've got see and it might be that you know you, you want to keep it to your industry but it might be that you want to make it for people who are relevant to each other so it might be wedding suppliers yeah. or it might be i don't know conference suppliers or whatever that is so have a think about that um and then i would say have a the next step is brainstorming um sarah obviously jump in i'm just going through my oh, notes yeah. from earlier I'm here so um definitely jump in with stuff uh brainstorm what you can shift online mm -hmm. so there is um even if you are quite a physical based business there will be things that you can do online maybe not a, a major part of what you do but there should be something um can you change format can you teach stuff can you educate on things um crucially at the moment does anything you do translate well to self-isolation or home education um, or kids um i'm not fabulous with kids but i'm trying to think if there's anything so um there's a course that i have um on um making friends with your camera and i'm trying to um think about how i could adapt that so that you could because i've got a couple of friends who are like actually i need to entertain my four-year-old or i need to entertain my seven-year-old who's now home from school yeah. for the indefinite future so things like that things you know um i'm trying to think about what i can adapt and what i know and what i can teach them some of that i'll release for free and some of it i'll release for small amounts of money because i do still need to make a living but you know i want to be able to help people as well yes. so have a think about what you can do and um i would say that as stressful as all of this is um for some people this will be uh almost a like i'm not very religious but a god-given opportunity to expand your reach because people not only are you having to put stuff online and change the way so you're not you're not restricted to one location anymore people are in a way that they never were before people are looking for things they can do online because every fucker is restricted to being at mm. home as much as unless you are a frontline worker in which case you've probably not got time for this and we're very grateful for you being amazing <laughs> um realistically anyone who isn't a frontline worker or a supermarket frontline person um people are stuck at home they need to entertain themselves and their kids um if they are self-isolating they can't go out um everything is now shut in the uk you said canada actually shut even though they've not been ordered to shut earlier um so suddenly you've got both a platform and a ready-made audience yeah. and this is not about profiteering this is about pivoting to cope with the situation i think that's the point i would like to make on that actually because what i've also seen is a lot of people or i've been seeing a lot of like um sponsored posts and things on facebook from people who are specifically using the virus to make money um which feels a little bit icky to me quite frankly mm, um I, I get that people still need to make money but there um there i think there are much uh what's the word much more community way of doing there, there are more community oh, ways of yeah. doing that so when i was i was thinking of things like so for example there's two um dance classes that i love mm. to attend um one is a um, body positive one and one is like it's like a more like an exercise class but dance based yeah. and one is also body positive but is burlesque um and both of those obviously their venues have closed so much to their they, they wanted to carry on but they've had to they've had to stop and they've had to shift online yeah. um and they have got rather than saying um you know putting an advert out saying hey now you can do this um they're not profiteering from it in any way but what they are doing is putting their work out so that and now what that means for me is that i can so i've been raving about these classes which obviously run in and around essex mm. 
to some of my friends that live further afield for example you or you know i've got friends down south where i used to live i've got friends all over the yep. place um and i feel like one of the things that i'm going to encourage anyone who does that kind of thing to do is to put it out to your existing customer base and then get them to share it with their friends because i guarantee they will have talked about it to their yes. friends and now their friends can try yeah, it yeah yeah so do maybe like a taster session or something like that um i mean i know that's very specific to dance schools but there are there's options for many things yes. that you can do yeah. that's just a good example yeah um and um you know it is an opportunity to get your work out to more people and, and that is okay to do like do not feel bad if you are one of the businesses that can turn this into an opportunity don't feel bad mm. like you, you still have a business that needs running Absolutely. so don't feel yep. guilty yeah um on that same note done is better than perfect so getting something done and out is far better than waiting for it to be perfectly professionally filmed i am absolutely happy to help you film stuff in a beautiful manner um but at the moment if you can film it on your phone in your living room do that and then as you build your business back up again then we can talk about video exactly. like i really do think you know at this point it is about speed as much as anything i think else. that that probably that um, is actually a really good thing to say, especially in the current climate where things need to be turned out really quickly now, don't they? So yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. just get it. Just I get say, it I mean, I, I would love nothing more than to go around everybody I know and film all their amazing stuff so they can turn it into courses. Yeah. And at some point, I hope that's something that I can do. It's something that I've been working towards adding into my business for some mm. time. Um, but now, at the moment, it is much more important that you just get it out there, even if it's slightly crappy filming and the audio isn't perfect. At least it's out, exactly. and then you can always, always rework it. Always re-record it, it later on, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, um, what else have I got as tips? Um, if cash flow is an issue, um, think about asking people for deposits for future stuff or selling vouchers for future stuff. I think that's something that businesses can very practically do. Um, again, may not work depending on what you what you actually do mm -hmm. but that's something to think or about or what country you're that. in as well i know um or what country you're yeah in. we had a, a a networking um zoom meeting the other day with with a, a group that i'm with and the uh the lady there is a, like a financial advisor and she said actually um people are using this voucher idea but not realizing that the financial implications of that uh, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it but apparently here in canada it's a bit of a you need to be careful about those things yeah so, mm -hmm. well in that case that leads me on to two other points so one is to talk to your accountant and your ifa mm. so i know that there are some easing measures and um, being suggested at the moment in the uk like mortgage holidays um and some other bits and pieces yes. um which are great but those things can have an impact on your credit score mm. and i do not understand this enough so i would say get on the phone but also um i'm hearing that banks are not necessarily explaining this to people huh. very well either they're just saying yes yes it's fine because obviously they're inundated with calls and they just want to get it over and done with which is yep. fine i am not a financial advisor i cannot give you financial advice but i can give you the advice to talk to somebody who can give you exactly. financial advice yep. and is much better qualified to explain what that means for you because it may well be that a little dent on your credit rating is not an issue because you've got a great one but if yours is already shit that might not be the best way for you to do so just try and talk to somebody if you're self-employed hopefully you do have an accountant or at least you know an accountant book some time with them have a little chat see what you can um what they can tell you because also they are trained to help you make the best of your money even in shit times exactly. so yeah i'd say that's a really good thing to do um and then the next thing i was going to suggest actually is networking so networking has its good and bad mm -hmm. points and there are good and bad networks out yep. there um but most of them are currently being held online which makes them much easier to uh so some have been cancelled but most of them have shifted online makes them much easier to access um and visit um obviously there are still so the lockouts still apply so if there's one locally that um operates that policy where it's one person one profession 
then you can't visit. But what it means is that you could go and visit one. So say you're trying for one in your local area and there's one actually three counties away that doesn't have a, in my case, photographer, in your case, copywriter, photographer, whatever you're going as, um, then you can go and visit that via Zoom. So, and given this, we all are starting to work more remotely all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this could actually have a really good effect on your business. So definitely give that a go. Um, I am planning to write a post about that, but I haven't had a chance to finish it today. So I'll link that when cool. I'm ready. Um, but it's good to widen your horizons. Um, even if you don't like networking, it's much, much less scary doing it from the privacy of your own oh, office is, or living room definitely. than it is yeah. from actually going to a place. So um, I would say even if it's not something you've considered before, now is the time. And again, because networking for me was partly about getting clients, but was actually mostly about building a support mm-hmm. network. And it's been amazing for yes. that. And again, everyone who goes to these events is in the same boat right exactly. now. So if you're yeah. feeling a bit lost, I would say that's a really good starting yes. point. Um, have yours also shifted, Sarah? Yours yes, um, ours literally or? shifted on Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah, Tuesday was the first one they had um, switched because the, the one I go to has multiple um, like chapters all over the, the lower mainland here. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so actually I I didn't go to the one on Tuesday, which I typically wouldn't in person either, but I could have done Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, which would actually would have been a nice change. So um, there are other ones as well that I'm going to look at going to now that I wouldn't typically have gone in person to. to. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's actually I'm seeing a lot more. There was a lot more faces there than we normally typically see in yes, person because yes, people we are had able more to, visitors. Yes, yes. Yeah, which well, been... we had some wonderful visitors from London in ours ah. because um, the lady that runs our one and um, runs three groups in London as yeah. well. And we talked to each other a lot on the Facebook group, but it was lovely to see them and actually hear their yeah, pictures and talk to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, whereas obviously, actually, between London and here, we don't travel that uh-huh. much because it's it's a bit of a faff for an hour's meeting or two hour exactly. meeting. So, um, but we also we all do work in and around like i will happily work in london i just don't tend to go networking in london yeah. so yeah it's, it's in some ways that's been a, i mean i do miss people seeing people in person and my ones are all lunch meetings so i'm really missing the really yummy lunches <laughs> yes um but you know you do? sandwich doesn't really cut it but <laughs> what can you do so that's that's another tip cool. um i would say bartering and trading with other businesses it's definitely an option at this point i know it doesn't pay the bills but it might be that you can maybe you need some va help and she needs her i don't know about page rewritten Uh or uh, they need some photos for their content and you need your hair done or I don't know there's loads of different ways that could work um if there's something that you need um have a chat with someone that does it um approach it again I think bartering um I don't know what your thoughts are on this my thoughts on bartering uh, in normal times are that you approach people politely and you expect them to uh, not expect them to say no but be prepared for them to say yes. no and and that's okay mm-hmm. i think in this time people are probably going to be more open to it but don't take the piss yeah. make sure that you are exchanging an equal value for an equal value whether that is in our so i've traded in the past um a session for a session i've traded hours for hours and i've traded um monetary value for monetary value depending on what it is you're trading yes. so just make sure that both of you feel there's something you want and, and don't be offended if someone says yeah. no because actually if you are for example a coach um there's many coaches that i love dearly but i love my own coach so although i would like to exchange i don't want to exchange with other coaches because my own knows me and knows my situation so it's not that i don't want to barter with them but it's not it's not financially do you yeah. know what I mean? it's not a useful not even financially useful it's just not useful exactly yeah so don't don't be offended and equally you know i've got people who i think would probably love some photos but already have a photographer they use so they'll probably approach them first so if i approach they might say mm-hmm. no and that's yeah. fine so i would say keep it fair and keep it sensible but people might there might be stuff that you can get that you couldn't afford to buy at this point which could still help your business Absolutely. You could still help, yeah. help each other to build your business yeah, that makes sense um 
you have any other thoughts on bartering uh, no, and it's that's quite a big thing here in canada anyway um oh, okay. yeah that's a, interesting. a lot of people do approach people and ask for those kind of things um okay. and i think it should be it like you said it should always be i think you need to respect the other person's value as well as your own um and yeah. make sure that it is something that you're you're offering of equal value in you know in both directions really so that shouldn't change yeah. just because of the, of the current situation amazing mm. uh, but then just the last couple of bits i had um are there is no shame in temporary jobs if you can find one in the current climate and you need mm -hmm. one absolutely take that do that don't worry about it um, i hear lots of people saying oh but my clients might see me again this is this is that unprecedented situation where i mean no one gives a shit anyway I think the point is it doesn't at this matter. point nobody gives yeah. a shit it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter right it doesn't matter at all you've got to do what you've got Ask, to do to survive basically yeah. haven't you what well, yeah so, what you need to do to survive yeah. is that's what you have mm. to do absolutely um i would ask your friends to share stuff where possible so um a lot of you um will be in similar situations to your friends where none of you have got any money at the moment so you can't necessarily support each other financially um but you can share stuff on facebook you can share stuff with other people you can point people in the direction of um, maybe the bigger businesses that are throwing money at things and might need the thing that you do um or even people you know people who are maybe home educating their kids or depending on what you do um there's a good chance you've got some friends who know some people who need your thing um so i'd say that's that's worth asking people to share and people you know they feel bad that they can't help monetarily at the moment so hopefully should be okay with sharing on socials and mm -hmm. stuff and then the last thing um is a bunch of links so there's various things that you can do um i'll just i think i'll probably just put the links in the show yes. notes but um there are things like patreon fiverr various places that you can do different things to get you it's just different platforms to get your work yeah. out on um and uh that's that's a different just basically diversifying where you show it might be something that you might not normally do it might be something that might be helpful for right now yeah. um and it might be a temporary thing or you might find yourself building a stream that carries on way past um way past the crisis um and I suppose the other thing that I always talk about, and I'm, I'm giving opposite information to what I usually say, is if you've ever been to any other of my talks other than my live today, you will hear me say, oh, when you come to diversify your income streams, make a list of all the skills that you have um, and then pick the ones that you enjoy and see if there's any of those that you could monetize. OK, so I'm adjusting this information <laughs> at the moment and I am saying make a list of all the skills you have and all the skills you've ever had and all the skills you think you could muster up if you had like a little bit of time to work on them and see if you can monetize any of them because i mean again this depends how dire straits how much this has hit your business and how how, how many dire straits how much dire straits if your business is in dire straits mm -hmm. it really has been a long week mm -hmm. um and just have it you know it might not be something that you want to do forever it might not be something that you love but it might be something that would make that can make the difference between you having some income and no income yeah so it's not advice normally i would go with the enjoyment at the moment i'm going with like anything that just can do help. yeah do what you have to do yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah um and i think that's probably um probably all my practical advice Excellent. at the moment um i think from so my yeah. perspective i put a lot of advice down with regards to people who are not used to working from home um mm -hmm. sort of i one of the things i said was about having a space to work in i think that's really important um, mm -hmm. whether that's a table or a chair you know a, a, a desk and a chair or uh, the dining table or somewhere that is um, a set space for you to work in so you can get into that mindset of working while you're there um, I think is yep. really useful to have um, I 
some of the things I talked about, we talked about, um, ironically, our next episode is all about routine. So you're going to hear lots of stuff about routine anyway. No, not, not quite next. My, my interview Oh, next, yes, of course. Routine, yeah, I'm getting so my... Yeah, time, quite, so. yeah, well, there, there will be an episode coming up all about routine in, in a few weeks' time, by which point this may all be... Or possibly sooner, depending on if we decide <laughs> oh, to change yeah, the frequency yeah, we release. We'll see how We're we go, but it's that. coming. It's absolutely. coming, yeah. But just briefly, um, to touch on routine, if you're not used to working from home, one some of the things I've, I've said is you should definitely have a, treat your morning as you would normally as, as if you were going to the office have your alarm set at the same time get up get dressed go and have your breakfast do all those things you would typically do before you go to to the to the office but this time you're going to be going to the dining table or you know your little your little office some in your house whatever that might be um getting dressed we've discussed that whole thing i still think it's very important to actually you know put some clothes on and and differentiate from having been in bed even if you do decide to put pajamas on put clean ones on the what not the ones that you were sleeping in i think is um uh, just just yes. to separate from that whole I've... oh yes i am i'm the mistress of having there like day pajamas well, exactly pajamas. there you go so, perfect yeah, 100%. absolutely yeah. um i we, we talked as well about the the whole commute um for some people uh, i think you mentioned in your live earlier on that you some you get you go out the front door you walk you walk around the block and then you come down the side of the house into your uh, office which to give you that I think my neighbours think I am insane <laughs> I, I genuinely think all of them think I'm completely but doesn't nuts. it give you that separation but it really helps. from yeah I mean yeah. I don't yeah and I, I don't always do the same at the end of the day I do sometimes just go in yeah. the back door because it's easy yeah, when I finish absolutely. but um, it depends how much of delineation I want if I'm working from the sofa I'll do that if I really need the evening yes. off then I will actually lock up the studio go out of the gate round the block and then absolutely. back in the front door much to the cat's confusion as well they're like what are you doing I want my dinner exactly but, yeah. yeah I mean for so. me I don't actually do that but what I do have is I go I always get up get dressed go downstairs and have breakfast and then it's that mm-hmm. walking up to the office that is my little commute it feels That's like yeah commute. it feels mm-hmm. like my little mm-hmm. commute to work so i have that space that separation somebody suggested to me earlier today actually just before my live although i didn't bring it up because um because well you'll find out why in mm-hmm. a second uh they said oh if you if you can't walk around and i mean I've, I've said you know you can do some exercise and that kind of stuff you know three minutes of dancing mm-hmm. or whatever they said oh you can always run up and down the stairs 20 times and then get to your office and I was like, I don't think I'm capable of running up and down the stairs <laughs> 20 times. So I, I don't think that's a very good down idea. after that. Um, right. Um, but if you're fit enough to do that, then, you know, you knock yourself out. But I think if I did that, I would then have to have a nap before yes. I started work, which would negate the whole commute exactly. process. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 So. But no, I think that's a really good call, actually, the routine. That, I think that it is about having getting ready in the also morning. Also, that having the, the planning of your day. So when you when you get to your desk, sit down, write down the list of things that, that you want to tackle for the day and don't feel like you have to achieve all of them how many times do you and i turn around and say oh god i wrote all these things down today and i've managed to do one of those things but you i think you very quickly learn that when you work from home that that can actually be quite normal and you shouldn't worry about that it's it's um that is a totally normal thing to happen i think it's also because your usual routine has been turned totally on its head it's good yeah Um, so you are not going to be able to achieve as much initially as you thought you might be able to um yeah so and i think the other the other thing i wrote for the, boundaries as well i think we briefly talked about that earlier on didn't we setting boundaries yep. um yep. i think that's really important just to just to so that you are actually achieving what you can achieve in a day and then i think oh i put a little note on the end which i thought was really important to to, to add is that just accept that regardless of whatever your routine is that it is totally adaptable to whatever's going on around so if you have got the kids at home you're going to have to change your routine you know it's yeah. um it's not going to be the same as what you you thought it might be and every especially with kids it's, i think it's different every single day isn't it so 
yeah, yeah. so having that set routine is not going to work every day if you've got children who want to do something one day and... having said that i think that sometimes um getting the kids into a routine and particularly i think if you're all if you're all doing something different so if you usually say you have a two-parent family both parents go out uh, to work and the kids go to school and that is your normal mm. and suddenly all four of you are trying to coexist under the same roof like that's going to be chaos oh, yes. so actually creating and getting the kids involved in creating a routine might be a way to um you know help to mitigate that for everybody mm. a little bit um, and I mean, I think it's going to be stressful for everyone, at least to start with. But um, yeah, I think I think it can help. Yeah, definitely. So I think that those are just um, some of the things I sort of said about having a routine. And then um, I think we've already talked about a lot of them, but, but things about staying focused and motivated. We, we we both know how hard that can be because we've both gone through it, haven't just. we? So mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. um, uh, we've already talked about, um, like minimising the impact of social media by turning off notifications or silencing, snoozing, all that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, I think I spoke one on my little live I did earlier today. One of the things I talked about was the Pomodoro technique, which I think is really good if you yes. want to focus in on one particular project that you want to get fit, get um yep get finished so if you don't know what the pomodoro technique is basically it's like four block time blocks of 25 minutes of working and a five minute break um and so you do that four times that that equates to two hours worth of work and then you have a a longer break after the fourth block um and there are apps on your phone you can download that will do all the timing for you i actually used to have an app on my computer which would pop up ah. and would basically say in slightly polite language fuck off and have a break yes. now and then i might maybe i'll code well, i can't code maybe i'll con someone who can code <laughs> into having one because i would buy yeah. that that pops up and says fuck off for a break and then you can come Absolutely. back in five minutes um but yeah like it, it kind of told you and it, it it sort of paused everything which i found annoying but helpful mm. yes so, yeah yeah just yep. things like that yep. just to kind of help you focus um, and can i insert there that if you are when you you need to be taking breaks regardless if you're pomodoroing or not you need to be taking oh, regular yes. screen breaks because we are all suddenly spending again and i i understand that if you work in retail or if you work in um customer facing this might not apply mm-hmm. to you but if you are working in something that has been translated to home in a computer all of a sudden you are probably spending more time in front of a computer than you normally would because all the times that you would go to a meeting or you would have a chat with your boss or you would um you know talk to people you are doing that on a screen yeah. as well so even if you have a desk-based computer-based job you're spending more time so you need to get away from your screen um, my optician actually said to me the other day um that you know you need this is before we knew this was going to mm. happen but he said you, you need to be taking with your job as a photographer you need to be taking regular screen breaks because you're not doing your eyes yeah. any good um so that's something for your help and if you can just get maybe like i don't know like a circuit of the house or a circuit of the garden or some jogging on the stop just a little bit of movement just to kind of get everything moving again i'm not suggesting you do like you know a full workout every time you stop but a little bit of movement just to kind of even just i mean yeah as far as yeah i totally get from spring screen breaks and eyes and all that kind of thing but also that's really good for your mental health as well to actually have those little breaks yes yes. um in fact that's probably the most important reason absolutely yeah and and getting that little bit of fresh air and you know just seeing the outside world a little bit instead of being cooped up indoors and yeah absolutely i totally agree with that one yeah so yeah so i think that's yeah i mean i wrote a whole bunch of stuff about like software as well but we can pop all of that in the show notes there's there's loads yeah i mean i think what we might try and do so something that um from again from a more practical Mm. point of view so i've got i've 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 collated a list of um remote working tools and but something i've started to see um as well so for example um issue who do the um um you can put your brochures and magazines and stuff online and they can flip um they are doing some free 
um, they're making certain things free okay. through to June to help there's people. actually so there's a lot of things yeah, popping up from businesses yeah, a lot one of the things... so I'm thinking maybe on the Creative Reboot website we might compile those um, so we can update it that'd as be cool yeah because one of the things I we'll actually that I pointed out to um, Stuart with, with Zoom is actually for educators and instructors uh, for teachers uh, Zoom yes. is offering um, the upgrade free, free. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. while all mm-hmm. of this is going on yeah. so that's really useful as well yeah. So I think if we, I mean, it won't be an exhaustive list because obviously we don't know about all mm-hmm. the things, but I'm coming across probably two or three oh, yeah. new things every a day, day at the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they, you know, every little helps. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll try and collate those over the next Absolutely. few days and stick them in a post yeah. um, under episode or we'll stick it somewhere obvious on the website. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so that, no, I think it's really yeah. good actually. I think, um, yeah. In fact, you could almost, you could almost surmise from this that we know what we're doing. <laughs> Shh. Almost. Oh, it's a secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> shh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I've just made a noise with my microphone. Uh, yes. No. Shh. Don't let the cat out of the bag. Um, yeah. So I think. Yeah. Shall we finish? I think we should finish basically on saying going back to our, our bit on there about that people. You. You guys are not alone. We're all in the same boat. Everybody yeah, understands. We really are. Don't be afraid to talk about the difficulties you're going through at the moment because it is happening to everybody and yeah don't suffer it alone you know don't try and try and talk don't don't feel Mm. that you have to go through it all alone try and talk to somebody else even if that person ends up to be in a totally different situation to you it doesn't make your and even if they are struggling more than you it doesn't make your struggle less valid um all all your feelings are currently valid Mm. um well all your feelings are always valid but i feel like that needs emphasizing more at the moment so i agree definitely i think that's a good note to finish on um, yeah, definitely. It's also bang on. It's uh, one hour and twenty-seven minutes and fifty-four seconds. Absolute. So we're doing we totally well. know what we're doing. Now. It won't. Just confusingly, it probably won't be that when you guys listen to it because we always have our intro and stuff <laughs> coming. So, but um, thank you for listening. You've stuck with us this yes. long. I hope this has been helpful. Um, it is longer than we would normally chat. For. Well, it's not longer than we'd normally chat for. It's longer than we'd normally podcast yes. for. Um, but I, we really wanted to just try and kind of give you a bit of a bit of light. Maybe, maybe that little pinprick of light at the end of the yes. tunnel. Um, we can't make it go away, but we can make it. Back. Absolutely. And we have already said as well, considering we don't know how long the tunnel is, we potentially will be doing more of these along the way to give you a little bit of torchlight so you can see where you're going. Yeah. And and some practical, we might uh, shake up the uh, topics we were going to talk about so that they're more relevant to if you're pivoting your business now. Um, We'll try and do those as well. Absolutely. Um, we might even manage some more interviews but we'll see how we go but yeah so um, please stay with us I hope that it's been useful yeah definitely so you can catch up with us on creativereboot.co that's the website um, and our oh god hang on our social media is all creativereboot.co isn't it um, yeah at creativereboot.co yes. yeah, yeah all one you. word so mm-hmm. yeah I didn't want to put any extra confusing dots in there so. <laughs> like it <laughs> thank you very much guys for listening yeah thanks guys take care and good luck and look after yes, yourself stay safe